afternoon everybody happy easter and welcome back to the state of basketball this is your man's the one always co-host by my good man and the man in the middle big storm what's going on bro happy easter happy easter to you bro happy easter uh everything's doing all right got to see my kids today uh had a couple sweets uh Definitely recognize uh, the importance of the holiday, though, uh, his resurrection. So uh, having a good day. How was your week, man? Um, Actually, it, it, it kind of slowed down a little bit. You know what I mean? Kind of getting back to back to normal from the uh, negative activities over the last uh, few weeks. Um, obviously, it's Easter Sunday. Um, didn't get to get all the kids because they're growing and moving. You know what I mean? Um Obviously, Jay is in grad school in Iowa, and Mackenzie's hooping it up in Pennsylvania. Well, they're in Pennsylvania playing basketball. I don't know how much hooping it up they're doing right now, bro. They're out there getting blasted. <laughs> but it's a part of it, man. It's um, Easter Sunday weekend. You know, it's time to, you know, spend with the family. I got a house full of people below me. So, um, you know what I mean? It's all about that time. Uh, sir, you turned a year more, uh, aged like a fine cognac. Say that one more time. I said, you've aged one more year, like a fine cognac in the last couple days. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, my birthday, uh, definitely, you know, a little different with my circumstances. So got my way through it, but, uh, we showed a lot of love from a lot of people via Facebook or phone calls or texts including you and uh, also our special guests. So uh, with stuff like that, I definitely still feel blessed. Uh, had a better weekend. Uh, went out, uh, did a little gambling. Uh, <laughs> got some stories to tell about that, but I'm not a millionaire, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> <all right>. uh, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, the birthday was good. Um just another week, man, of uh, still kind of waiting to figure out my next step. But, you know, I'm, I'm upbeat and positive, still getting paid. So that's a, definitely a positive. Um, but, no, other than that, everything's good. Uh, my parents took the road trip. They made their destination to see my cousin. Got to hear from my other cousin, so that's good. The family's good, man. How are you? We've been there. We've been there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Anything else you want to add? No, I ain't got to talk about it. I'm just banging on the floor because I got, you know, four kids under five downstairs screaming at the top of their lungs. But <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. Um, also, the, best part, uh, the best part of this is what we're about to get into was uh, the NBA playing game and uh, the start of the playoffs, man. This is uh, – I love this time of year, not only my birthday, but usually uh, the playoffs coincide with that. Yep, and there's been some good games, though, but we'll dive into that a little bit later on. Um, we got a power-packed show. We got a lot to get to, so we're going to get right into it. Um, if you didn't catch it earlier, Storm said we had a special guest for today's show, which is episode 51. 51 episodes, so it's awesome. Be a really good show, so we're going to get started. I'm going to turn it over Storm, bring in our special guest. And then uh, we're going to dive right into it. All right. Good deal. So first, I want to apologize because I want to bring my man in right. But we had an emergency computer update. So I'm working off my phone, which is also where my notes are. So, but I'm going to tell you what I know for sure. 
uh, like I was telling you guys in the pre-show, uh, I love point guards and I love my fours that are right next to me uh, in the post. Uh, usually they've been athletic. I had three prominent ones, the one being one, uh, Colin Martin, the guy I played with in high school, and this gentleman that we're bringing on right now. Uh, he hails from Tampa, Florida. He went to Jefferson High School. Uh, from there, he went to Polk Community College, uh, where I actually played with him my freshman year. Uh, great guy, very athletic, uh, very smart, knows the game. From there, he did go on to college. Uh, from there, he led uh, the league, and he also uh, led his team in blocks for one year that he was there. Uh, from there, he moved on uh, and worked with AAU coaching. So he's been doing that for eight years. Currently coaches his son. Uh, he's hell still in Florida. So I want to bring my man on. All love. Nothing but love for this guy. Coach Joe. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? I appreciate the intro. <laughs> I mean that was pretty good, yeah. man. I'll be yeah, I'm good. excited. That's, that's pretty know, good without it's pretty good without the notes, man. I, 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 I know, but I, I remembered a lot though, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey Storm, you're a little choppy. Uh might be a chord or something. Uh give me a minute. This let's keep rolling. Uh, I think Peter just jumped on. So at least are you I good? Do start. you? I gotta start that. So uh, but I can still talk with you while we do this. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, Joe, man, how is it like playing with Storm? Tell the people. I know how it's like playing with Storm. How'd you <laughs> like playing with Storm? I mean, he he was a he was a young freshman coming in, man. I mean, he was uh, he was a big guy, but very light on his feet, very skilled. Uh, you know, he really. I heard about those Indiana guys, uh, you know, ahead of time. But I mean, he he proved it to be true, man. He was a great passer, soft touch, could shoot it, could bang you inside, hook shots, right hand, left hand, could shoot the jumper. Um, he was he was a do it all guy, man. I, I I really enjoyed him. I know the villain. You described him to a T. Um, I think one of the best the best attributes that I loved about playing with Storm was his passing. Yes, I mean, sir. I don't know about you too much, but I was a guy who liked to shoot. You know what I mean? I like to do things, you know what I mean? And he was a guy who really liked to pass. So he set a lot of guys up, and he made me look good in a lot of areas. So, yeah, I'll give him the credit. He's probably, out of all the guards that I play with, he's probably the best uh, pure passer that I've ever played with. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I was more of a slasher, um, you know, so I, I benefited a great deal off of uh, off of those passes. Yeah, yeah, spin lob backboard ducks, buddy. Tell Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so uh, Storm, I know you got some some questions for him. Uh up, oh, we got a double storm, so let's get rid of one and bring in the other. <laughs> and he's gone again. <laughs> we got two storms. Is he going back and forth? What is he doing? <laughs> Hello. There he is. Now we got it. <laughs> All right. I'm back. All right. All right. Yeah, so uh no, uh definitely appreciate you guys. Uh I am nothing uh without the people I passed to. So thanks for being great because you definitely made me look good. Uh at the same time as you guys were looking good. I, I like the team aspect of the game 
more than anything. And I just love making plays, be it uh, the pass, uh, the shot, the rebound, whatever the case may be. So, uh, but I was nothing without you guys. So uh, as much as you praise me, I praise you in return. Well, all this love crap is over with. All right, <laughs> Storm, get into it, man. Let's uh, let's let's find some stuff out about your guy. I mean, I know he's been in uh, youth basketball um, the last couple years. Um, did you play AU when when you played, Joe? Yeah, I played um, actually for Team Tampa. Now AAU was a lot different back when yes. I played back in '92. Um, you know, you there there was like in Tampa, we might have had two teams, you know what I'm saying? So um you really had to make your team and be an invite. We had team Florida, and uh we we started this Facebook page called Hillsborough County Hoops. I didn't know I got invited to a team Florida tryout until just recently when they were posting all these articles because there was no social media back then. They just put it in the paper that special invited players, but nobody ever told me, but I would have went and tried out. But I did play for Team Tampa. And, uh, you know, it was different now. Like nowadays, if you got a kid, he isn't good enough to make the team, one of the teams, dad just creates his own team, bada bing, bada boom, there it is, he's playing, you know? So now we have, I could probably name at least 20 teams around here in 2025, where we had maybe two back in my day. Oh, yeah, I believe it. it. Yeah, definitely. But how, what do you feel about, uh, what do you feel like some of the biggest differences between uh, AAU back then and what it is today? Um, there's there's more of it. It's it's, it's a big money business now. Um, back then, you had um, all I I knew of small fry, which you had to be a certain height. They had the lower rims. Uh, I I never played that, uh, but some of my uh, you know friends played where their dad would take them to that. Uh, but when I played it, all I knew of was AAU. That's why a lot of people say, oh, you coach AAU, but now you have uh, U.S. Amateur, U.S.A., NYBL, EYBL. You got the, uh, the Under Armour circuit. You got the Adidas gauntlet. You have mm -hmm. uh, uh, Grassroots. I mean, it's just so many independent circuits and so many different you know outlets. It's a multi – I probably would think more of a close to a trillion-dollar industry, but I'm sure it's a multi-billion-dollar industry now. Um, with these kids in youth basketball. I mean, I've even done some of my uh, own independent tournaments. I called it the Jumanji Invitational. Um, and it was just more of an experiment for me. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's pretty lucrative. And um, I was letting my teams come and play for free and, uh, you know, making money at the door, you know. So, uh, but if you're going to do that, the older you, the older they get, the lower the door money goes because they start driving themselves. You want to, you got to focus on the on the young kids. Grandma coming, auntie coming, everybody coming to see that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's but you know that's the biggest change. I think is just um, there's just so many different organizations that are doing it, and then they have all these different rankings. Well, the rankings are based off of if you play in their stuff, you know. So like you can have a a, a kid that's ranked in the top ten. Uh, in the global grassroots, but in U.S. amateur, they're not ranked at all. But I that kid hasn't played in any U.S. amateur tournament, so who has the real ranking? You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of parents get caught up in these rankings and things like that, and it, it gets it gets pretty messy, man. And um, you know, with some of that stuff, but it's it's crazy, man. And um, like like uh, I've been coaching my team since second grade. I coach for the Scale Center. And what we try to do is we try to keep them together until it's time to go off to college. 
Well, we started second grade, so now my boys are freshmen, class of 2025. Um, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's back then you would see like parents arguing or, you know, things like that. But I, we've I've never seen a fight. The last two years, I've seen like quite a few like actual fist fights with parents like fighting. Like, it, it, like it's gotten wow. crazy. Man, I broke one up last year, last summer. It was on the news. I broke one up, man. And there was one. Man, we just started the girls' season, man. Three, I mean, we just a month ago. There was fight two weeks ago, bro. (laughs) At the Pacers Athletic Center. Man, it's crazy, man. Yeah, we we're actually coming to play up there next month. We we're coming to play up there next month in the um Pacers Athletic Center. So uh, it'll be cool to um I mean, I hear some good hoop up there. But I don't know if you guys saw that that rant that Kendrick Perkins did about kids, parents fighting at the game. Did you guys yeah, catch that? Yeah, I caught that. All right, so we were at the John Lucas tournament, and Perkins must have some crazy parents because they were fighting at Lucas last month. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were fighting at Lucas. His his parents, some of his parents against the other team, you know. So, I mean, but it's, it's crazy, man. The, the, the parents, like they – you know, I, I don't like to say people are living through their kids, but – I don't get if I'm not coaching or if I'm not playing, I don't get emotionally involved like that to where I'm going to actually fight somebody over what the kids are out here doing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm not in some of these parents, like even how they talk on social media, they're talking like we're out here hooping. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I that's something I do not understand, you know, like. But yeah, <laughs> like I told my daughter all the time, I played my ball. This is your ball. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I will encourage you. I'll fight with you for you. But hey, this is this is yours. If you if you want more, you speak up and you do what you need to do. I played my time. You know what yep. I mean? I'm not gonna really get involved in that. And like you, and to go back, like what you said about this being big business and all the different grassroots, but I want to speak to go back into the ranking part of it because I've been bitching about the ranking stuff for uh quite a few many years you know i i haven't really seen the boy side of it because you know mine is older and he's gone and my youngest he don't really know if he's going to stick to basketball or not he's more of a football kid but these rankings and these parents and these kids they live off these rankings like here we have um ibc um and then we have um girls prep hoops and then we got um, I think there's two more that do rankings. You know what I mean? So you might have a girl like my daughter. Once she's 35, once she's 31, once she's 23. You know what I mean? Which one is she? You know what right. I'm saying? The only rankings that I'm paying attention to are the ESPN rankings. Right. You know what I mean? Because everybody else is either you paid into their circuit or I'm like you play in their circuit so they rank you on their circuit or you pay a recruiting service to put your name out there. So are you really being recruited? Or are you paying to be recruited? So, and I've always said that your talent will get you seen. You don't have to pay nobody to come see you. If you're good enough, they'll come see you. Like prime example, Dennis Robin. If you're yeah. good enough, they will come find you play. So right. I, I, I really hate the ranking, especially when they do it before they hit high school. I mean, you should yeah. be ranking a seven, I mean, a seventh grader or a sixth grader. It's ridiculous. Yeah, even the ESPN rankings can be tricky because I see some of the local guys on here that are in those rankings for 2026, which is the class that my son plays in. Um, but it's about what they actually, it's about what you play in. 
like you know what i'm saying and um i know like in the organization i'm in uh with skill center uh, we have some local writers and they do their little camps and stuff like that but you know some of the guys in the skill center they get upset because those local writers only write about people who come to their camps you know they don't mm-hmm. write about anybody else but my whole thing is in defense to them it's that's good business sense because what's the incentive for you to come to their camp if they're gonna write about you anyway you know what i'm saying so for him if it's a business for him you know i'm gonna write about the guy people that come to my camp that's giving people more of an incentive to come spend money with me and bring their kids to my camp you know what I'm saying? But like some of the, you know, the basketball heads around here, they frown upon that because they feel like if you're a sports writer, you need to write about sports and write about everybody. You know, so it can be a little bit of a conflict. Um, but you know, some people get bent out of shape about that as well. All right. Uh tell us a little bit about this team you got this year, man. What's what's going on? Um, we went we played in uh Atlanta in the uh hoop scene was our uh first tour actually we did a we did a local uh warm-up before that in Clearwater but hoop scene was our first live period tournament last weekend we were in Kentucky this weekend coming up which will be our second live period um the organization that we have we have teams from second grade all the way up through uh 12th so um and we have multiple teams well the class of 2025 we have four teams you know four different teams and um our uh, 2024 team actually folded. So we don't have a 2024 team. So my team, we actually had to play up in 2024, which is 16U. And um, I didn't want to do it for the first one. Uh, I was like, man, we're going to go up there and get killed, man. Like, I mean, we lost in the tournament we played here locally. Like, what makes you think we're going to play up and win? You know, and um, so we went up there. Uh, first game, we won by 40 points. All right, so... And this is what I'm talking about with the travel ball stuff, one of the black eyes, some of the things you see. So the second game that we're going to play, now these tournaments cost $600 for the team to play in them, these live period tournaments, 600 So the second team we played, the team that we beat by 40, beat them by 25. So they didn't even show up. They was like, nah, we ain't playing them. (laughs) 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 Which is crazy. And uh, and then the the third game, we played a um, pretty good team. Uh, You know, they had a, a bunch of shooters. Uh, I don't know where they were from. I, I don't remember where they were from, but they, they had some shooters running. So I knew we'd probably see like a flex offense and all of that stuff. So we, you know, we bumped the cutters and, and switched everything, you know, did some of that stuff and kind of had a pretty good game plan for them. Uh, we beat them by almost 30. And then the last game we played, um, it was a really good team out of uh, Mississippi, Team Cena. They had pretty much ran through everybody they played too. And they were a pretty good 2024 team. We ended up beating them by two. So we went 4-0 and in our first tournament. Um, I mean, yeah, we won by 40. We won by 30-plus. But the game I'm most proud of is our two-point win because that was the only team I felt that was really, really good. Like, I didn't think we could beat them, you know, from just from doing the research on social media and seeing their scores and coming in and seeing the size of the players. I, I didn't think we could beat them, but the boys really played well, and they did it. Now – one of the things that we experienced here, because we're a grassroots program, remember, I said we had our kids in second grade. So once our kids start hitting high school, some of the shoe teams, they come in and swoop our talent up. We see it year after year. Um, so my, my my two top players, one went to the Florida Rebels, which is a Nike team to play on the EYBL circuit. And the other one went to Southeast Elite, Elite which is an Adidas team. So, um, you know, so I lost my two top kids. And, um, but, you know, we, 
like with me, I'm I'm gonna go with who I got, and uh, you know we're gonna go play. We're gonna try to play against the top competition, and um, you know I don't care about the wins and losses, even though I, we are trying to win and I'm trying to coach to win. But really, it's about getting better and getting that experience for me. Hey man, when them shoe teams come in, that changes the game, bro. Because I'm telling you, man, my daughter played on the Jim e- uh, Rash EYB EYBL team last year, yep. so I mean the gear, bro, that they get. For the girls, and I saw they gear, and I could just imagine because the boys always get more than what the girls get. Right. It's just how it happens. Yeah. And I mean, like even this year when she switched over to uh, IGB back to the training where she was, um, all of her pretty much all of her adolescent, you know, training in basketball, they're on the Under Armour circuit. They get gear. But it ain't like that that Nike EYBL man. I see it's like with right. these kids. You know, these kids is. Is image driven, so if you got a Nike team coming for you and they're giving you free gear, it's mm-hmm. hard because then you get put on a, on another level. Like right. you go to all these like last year we went to uh, Nike Nationals in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's teams from everywhere, all kind of circuits, whatever. They're there because this this is huge, you know what right. I'm saying? But they got these four courts, just four courts for the EYBL. This this is the girls that you're going to see you know, in the tournament next year, <laughs> you know what I mean? These, these, these type of talent, you know what I mean? And that I, this year, last year was a little different because it was just the girls. The year we went before was the boys and the girls. So, I mean, there's like 15, 20,000 kids playing basketball. How exciting can you not be when you go into a facility and there's 15 to 20,000 kids playing ball? Right. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Now, you know the downside of you of because you know there was um there was a bunch of shoe teams called about my son um my son is a uh he's an eighth grader but he, he's uh <clears throat> he's playing ninth i, I reclassify him because i didn't want him to be 17 when he plays that last high school game i wanted him to be 18. i didn't want him to be 17 how i was i wanted him to be on the older end um but he's a a, a eighth grader but he was he played in a uh, live period so there's all, you know, a lot of shoe teams have called about him now when he plays with two teams, he plays with Beyond Limits uh, national team, uh, and he plays at the Skill Center 2025 with me. So I know if he's on my team or he's on the BLA team, you know, my son's eighth grade, he's six, seven. He plays the one through five. He plays all five positions on the floor. Uh, he has the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, he's going to be making plays. He's going to, you know, you know, be out there. He's going to be doing his things, going to be showcasing. Now he goes to one of those shoe teams. He's probably coming off the bench, playing a few minutes here or there. He's out there to block shots, rebound, and you know what I'm saying? He's not going to be handling the ball, making plays how he is. So what's the benefit to, okay, I'm on this Nike team, but I got this name across my chest, and I'm, I'm going to beat my chest because I'm doing that, but I ain't playing. So, I mean, if the, if the college coaches are watching, you know, you just a, a guy that comes off the bench that plays a few minutes here or there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you might get maybe some D2s might look at you now at that point because now you diminish your value where he's over here with me. Now they're, now people are like, okay, well, who is the, the big kid out here handling the ball and, and making these plays and locking up and protecting my rim? You know what I'm saying? So now he's he's standing out a little more. You know what I'm saying? So to me, you come to that fork in the road, like what do you do? What's what's the proper what, what's the proper direction to take? You know what I'm saying? And um and I've watched it year over year, you know. So um, I'm a firm believer in, uh, you know, trying to do it on our own. 
you know, like trying to do it with the organization I got now. If things aren't panning out by the time he's a junior and if he's pretty much progressing, if those teams want him now, they probably would want him then too. Then maybe mm-hmm. we'll make that move and, and see what's happening. But uh, I want to stick with, you know, the people who were there for my kid when he couldn't play at all. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. nobody wanted my kid. Like they didn't look at the genetics. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you would look at my fourth grade team, I recruit parents. I look at DNA. Big moms make what? Big kids. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? The moms tall on my moms. team. Tall moms. Tall, tall moms. Tall moms. <laughs> the moms on my team, I had 6'5", 6'3", 6'2", 6'. You know what I'm saying? I had some tall moms on my team in uh, fourth grade. Even though some of the kids, you know, they were brand new to the game. But I knew long term that, um, you know, they, they would be bigger. And you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just something I look at because there's a thing called upside. And a lot of these, uh, you know, the shoe teams or the organization with the younger group, they want to take who grew fast early, who's more mature now, who's going to have success now. But then as they get older, they get rid of all those kids. And then they might say, okay, well, JoJo's 6'7", now he's handling the ball block. Okay, let's grab him. and we get, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, to me, I can't respect that because where's the loyalty in that? You know what I'm saying? So I want to be there for the organization that was there for my kid when nobody wanted him. You know what I'm saying? So um, wow, that's that's very, very admirable. And that's uh, also something to teach your kid uh, how important loyalty is, yeah. uh, whether you were, you know, at the beginning and not so great to where you are now. They were always on your side. Those are the type of people you want uh, in your camp going forward in your you know career. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you got anything else for the youth or you want to keep this uh, moseying right along, sir? Storm? Uh, yeah, uh, we can go on to these playoffs. Uh, definitely uh, excited to get Joe on and uh, hear about that AAU circuit, give him uh, some uh, definite shine. Uh, but now it's time to get into these NBA games, man, because uh, we had a lot. Before before we get in, we do have to talk about a couple other things. Um, I did, I wasn't going to mention it, but Storm made me mention it. For I didn't make you boys. mention yes, it. I just yeah, asked you is. if you were yeah, going to mention it. <laughs> yeah, he made me do it. He <laughs> said, for all, for all you, for all us local people, uh, all us LN grads, um, our beloved coach, Coach Jack Kiefer, after um, a, a ridiculous amount of years, he was the only coach that the high school had ever had. Uh, since their conception of a high school, when they split from split Lawrence and the two to LC and LN, only coach they ever had second most wins in Indiana for uh, any coach. Um, think he's nationally ranked in wins as a high school coach. Uh, two-time McDonald's All-American, four-time state championship, uh, countless NBA players. Um, so it's uh, he retired. So you know, kudos to Jack Kiefer. Way to go! That's all I got. I was one of his guys. I was one of his guys, but I was one of his guys. <laughs> I made myself a guy. <laughs> so um, don't have any NCAA other than they fired fired JaVale, uh, Lavelle Jordan. Uh, Storm knows JaVale. We played ball with uh, him, the coach of Butler, when we were young in our 20s. They got rid of him. Uh, coach, uh, girls coach at IUPUI, left IUPUI, took the girls job at Butler. Uh, I think there was something else that I saw. Uh, J- yes, Jawan Howard is not leaving Michigan to go coach the Lakers. Don't know where that came from, but he's staying put. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else for? Hey, college? how do you feel about how do you feel about them saying? Well, what are your thoughts on him? One of the main reasons he's saying he's staying is he wanted to coach his kids going up through uh, Michigan. He wanted to coach um, his sons. I listened to the wife. The wife said <laughs> on Twitter, "I wish people would stop saying this about coaching his sons. He is here to win a championship at Michigan." He is here to coach all of these kids. And she put all of these kids in capital letters. So okay. I'm going to go with the wife. Right, because she was politically correct. But what do you think? You don't, you're going to pass up an opportunity to coach your son in college to go pro? Uh, depending on that contract, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, he went to the University of Michigan. His kids is at the University of Michigan. He trusts the organization and what their direction will be. So if he wouldn't took that $11 million a year deal, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at him. But I'm not going to be mad at him if he stay, huh? You trying to accuse Jawan Howard of playing daddy ball? Not daddy ball. I'm just saying. I, I mean, the like sons that. don't even play, or one of them in there yet, but the one that's there don't even get off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> well, he wants to be winning while he in college, make sure he makes those great decisions. Well, because <laughs> we know you there's be there. you, there's a lot of decisions in college to make. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. It don't matter if your daddy there or if your daddy not. If you go make them decisions in college. You go make the decisions in college. <laughs> We've all been there. Yes, our parents were not there, but yeah, my parents is uh, all on the other side of the country. <laughs> uh, see, no more for NCAA, NB. Let's see, jumping to WNBA. Uh, the Fever's picks. Uh, what do you think about the Fever's pick, Storm? Uh, I like them. I, I like them. They're very young, so. The biggest thing about going young at the same time is making sure you also have a seasoned vet that is there to kind of show them the way of the league. Uh, also, being able to hold on to all of them. So uh, all of their contracts will typically either come up at the same time or maybe a year or two apart if they try to do an early, you know, uh, re-up on, on a new contract. So it, it, it's difficult, but it can be great. Like, they have a lot of great players as far as uh, the stint they had in college. So uh, I like it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not I'm not too interested. I mean, not too worried about them, worried about if the Fever keep them or not. They don't particularly seem to run the same type of management practices that the Pacers run. Um, <laughs> they tend to do well. Uh, with most of their young talent, occasionally you always have somebody that doesn't pan out like the big girl that we just traded for three picks for. Um, she didn't really pan out. You know, I mean, it happens that way. Uh, but in the girls game or the women's game, they tend to stick around more. One, the money in free agency ain't like it is on the other side of the ball. So I do see them tend to, you know, stick more with um, um, dynasties-type building uh, teams like how you have with Minnesota, um, how you have with Phoenix for a little bit. So you tend to see those more in the women's game. Uh, but this is a young core, you know what I mean? And they already got young talent on the team. Uh, but with Dunn coming back to be the general manager, I think that they, I think they're in a good spot. Uh, look for the Fever, not this year, but look for the Fever next year to be um, a pretty decent basketball team. 
Yeah, the pick that all that I well, the pick that I like the best is the the guard out of uh, uh, South Carolina. Yes, that's Destiny that's, Henderson. Yeah, that's the one I like the most. I think. Yeah, she's got some. She's got some uh, inner city street swag to her basketball game. I still like the fact that her career high was in the national championship game. So um, she's a gamer. She knows how to put her teams in um, um, great positions to be successful. Um, I think Alea Boston would have not as been as great. She's a great player. But I think Destiny Henderson put her in situations where it was very hard for people to do anything with her. So, um, yeah, kudos. I think that's a great pick. I think she'll be a good run for the team. I do like their first pick, Smith. Uh, she's a very talented big. She can do a lot of different things, post and shoot. Uh, the white girl out of uh, out of Louisville has a very nice shot, very hard nose. Emily. So it'll, yeah, Emily. yeah. So it'll work very well. So um, I'm anxious to see how it works, but I'm really anxious to see this dream selection. Nas Hillman is selected by the Atlanta Dream, so I like to see uh, Michigan go get her thing. First player. In Michigan basketball history, men or boys to have 200, 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. Go definitely, blue. definitely looking forward to looking at her. Wish her all the success. Uh, I'm sure it will come because she comes from a great, stable uh, university to help propel her uh, to the position that she's in. Yeah, y'all have she, Trinity Baptiste on that team. She's from she's from here. Yeah, she gets. Yeah, she gets it. <laughs> There's some good talent on that team, man. Like, hey, man, they started something at, at Michigan, you know, with the with these five Indiana girls that's on this team too. But uh, look for them, man. It's not. I don't think this was a, a one, two, three year team. I think they built something that's gonna, you know, Michigan women's basketball has been the heights that they've never been before, and I think this is something that's going to continue to roll. So. Uh, great job for them. Yeah. Uh, we all know it's all about the recruiting. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the recruiting. <laughs> and they got a hell of a pipeline here in Hamilton County. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we took to the draft. We did the fever. So now that takes us into a commercial break. And then we're going to dive into some NBA news real quick. Talk about these playoff games. And then we're going to discuss a couple of the top um, selections for the different awards that will be coming up in the next few weeks. So it is now elite performance commercial time. That was elite performance where elite performance is done in elite performance. Well, I did that all wrong. I'll go back to that some other time. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So we can get into some NBA. What time is it? What is our time? All right. Let's skip some of those things. Um, 
Let's see here. You know what? Let's start here, Storm. What's up? Coach of the year. So here are three. This is how the coach of the year uh, standings ended. Uh, so this is the three people who are most likely to get coach of the year. Monty Williams, Phoenix, Taylor Jenkins. I know where he's at. I forget. Memphis. And then J.B. Bickerstaff and uh, Cleveland. Those are your spots. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I, I know, right? You, you see, it's hard for me to do it. But I do like Monty. I, I can't help his relationship. I can't, you know, the guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, Joe, you may not know, but I have uh, – a problem with Chris Paul just as a basketball player, as a person, I'm sure he's great. But his taxes on his tactics on the court are less than, um, uh, yeah, admirable. So, um, yeah, man, he's dirty. I, 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 I try not to bring him into the show, but I feel like Damon teased me up to bring him into the show every year, and I don't want to, I really don't. But I didn't tease you to that. This was about coach of the year. Yeah, but absolutely nothing to do with Chris Paul. (laughs) I didn't pick these people. If you ain't got God, pick these people. (laughs) The universe makes it happen. Uh, But no, I'm going to go with Monty Williams uh, with the squad that he has. Uh, I liked them from last year and the year before in the bubble. That's when they really first uh, piqued my interest, uh, their style of play without Chris Paul. And uh, and then moving forward throughout the uh, past two years, they definitely gotten better. Uh, I like their team as far as how it's built. They actually do have a big man who can do some post moves. So I'm definitely a, a staunch proponent of that because the game seems to be going, you know, away for the big guys. Um, Booker is still uh, under just underrated. And I don't know why. The, I mean, he puts it in. He's a definite scorer. Uh, he could put it in multiple facets of the game. He could take you to uh, on the dribble. He could shoot the mid-range. He could shoot the three, and he's clutch. So what more can you want offensively from a player? So um, I'm, I'm going with Monty. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're going with Monty, even though Devin Booker had absolutely nothing to do with Coach of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he did. And that's a question I got for one of these games coming up because coaching does matter. So I'm saying, Booker, Booker, I'm saying he did well by putting these players in opportunity to be successful. All right, coach of the year. What you got, Joe? All right, so uh, let me start with JB. I got a soft spot for JB because one of my guys, he uh, he's an assistant coach on his staff, Antoine Broxy. Uh, him and him and JB go back to Oklahoma State, so they always JB always look out for my guy, man. And uh, I like JB, but I mean, you got to get in. They they didn't get in, man. Uh, they had a good year, but um, they took that L, man. Trey Young went crazy on them uh, Friday night. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> good season, man. Jaw did his thing. It's nice young talent. Um, that's part of the reason I stopped watching the Lakers that game when they smoked the Lakers. That probably was the last game I watched. I wasn't staying up late to watch any more of that. Um, <laughs> but I gotta go with Monty, man. Um, what, what, he, what he's doing over there with Phoenix, and uh, 
I mean, he, he's he's doing his thing, so I I, I got money. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I do respect everything that Monty's done. I think he is an excellent coach. I think he's excellent in in game situations. I think he's excellent and 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 um drawing up X's and O's for situational play. Um, like his motivation. Um, uh, but um, I I don't think that he actually really his coaching really kind of you know I don't know how how I'm going to explain it, but um, I like what he did, but he wouldn't be my pick. Now I like JB Bickerstaff because of the style of play that Cleveland does. When you start three seven footers in your lineup and you're still um, in games like that, and I think if Jaron Allen doesn't get hurt late in the year, I think they might not even be in that play in where Trey Young to do what Trey Young can do every so often. Uh, <laughs> but um, I like that. You know, I like that he has this idea that I'm gonna go with what I have and I'm gonna work with what I have because he has talented bigs. But if I had a place to go, I would go with Taylor Jennings in Memphis. For the simple fact that you have three of your main players miss 25 to 30 games and you steal the, the two seed in the league. You know what I mean? Like the it like for example, the Lakers um excuses were we all miss games, we all miss games. Well, their top three players miss 25 games apiece. They still finish second in in the East. You know what I'm saying? Golden State, their top guys all miss 20 plus games. And they're still 50 win team. So don't give me that shit that injuries hurt. So I really like what um Taylor did. If I had to get my boy to begin for him for the fact that they played the same way with or without Ja. You know what I'm saying? So uh that's who I would have to go if I had a pick. Gotcha. I can respect that. Uh let's see. Most improved. So here are your three guys: DeJounte Murray. Uh, Spurs, Darius Garland, Cavs, and I mean, John Brand didn't he get most improved last year too? <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps improving the most out of everybody. <laughs> so, um, on this one, I'd have to go with Darius Garland. Me too. Yeah, I'm good with that. You can't get it every year. You can't. I mean, that is amazing. Jordan could have got it every year. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, I, I definitely love I love Jado. Like Ja is super exciting. Me, he yeah he's he's making me re fall in love with the game. Uh, not necessarily to the point where where Magic was, but he he's on the uh, path. Uh, he's closer to Steph because Steph also helped. It was exciting when he came on, man. And I definitely love the fast play. Yeah, definitely love the fast place uh, pace play. Um, the fluent of the offense and just the electrifying finishes. So uh, I do love job, but I will go with uh, Garland as well. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I got Garland, man. Um, I, I got a real good look at him Friday. Um, you know, I hadn't seen him in the, I saw him earlier in the season because I followed the Cavs when I was watching a lot of ball. Uh, I don't have as much time as you guys once the travel ball season started, <laughs> you know, so I was pulled away a bit. Um, but man, he's really come along, man. Like he's he looked like one of the top guards in the, in the league out there the other day, man. He's got, looked like he had a very promising career if he stays on on track. Hey, they I, call I, I, he causes a problem for Cleveland absolutely. because yeah, he's inserted because Sexton gets hurt, and Sexton yeah, yeah. was not a bad guard. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So he creates a problem <laughs> for Cleveland. Can they 
Can JB keep them to coincide together? Or are they going to have to make a sacrifice? That's a tough one, bro. That's which one? Would, hey, to be if, in. I was about to say, if you had to trade one of them, which one of them would it be? I mean, it's hard to say because if Sexton doesn't get hurt, you don't see Garland. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was hoping like that. You know what I mean? So if he doesn't get hurt, you don't see Darius. So you can't really say which one you more value and, at the point. And obviously they didn't make it. You know, and Sexton and uh, Afro wasn't there. So Allen wasn't there. So um, if they both were there, they probably would make it. As well. Yeah. They probably would. Because they were I, doing well in the regular season. They're doing well. Because they were up at <laughs> like, the top three teams for a while. So uh, moving on. Rookie of the year, Evan Mobley, Cleveland, Scotty Barnes, uh, Toronto, Kay Cunningham is who I picked at the beginning of the season from Detroit. Uh, with this one, it's probably going to be Mobley. I like Scotty Barnes, man. <laughs> I yeah, like I, feel, I, I like Scotty too, man, but I think I'm going with Evan as well. Like, the dude is, is – he does a lot for your squad. So those are the ones you definitely uh, take more into account. Uh, as you're a rookie coming in, I'm sure you can be good at one thing. You know, all right, I'm going to focus on this. It's my rookie year. I'm going to do at least this well. And then if everything, I'll, I'll learn it as I grow. Uh, but when they come in and they do well uh, in a lot of different areas, it, it just says a lot. So um, especially making that transition from college, uh, be it one year in college, two years in college, to grown man status. You're, you're, you went from a kid. A young adult, you're grown now. Uh, you with some grown men and uh, some grown ass money. Still, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And there's a lot to deal with that rookie year. Can you imagine? Just you, I would you, love to. I would love become, to imagine. You become a millionaire. I mean, at least in these guys' situations, they become a millionaire. Uh, now you're playing with uh, up to, you know, LeBron, so 45-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot, and you got these women, and you got these people trying to get at you for your money. So it's a lot. So to be able to deal with all of that, being new to you, and then focusing on your game to be able to uh, perform is is a good thing. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get some of that, the, the women and, and, and the money without being rookie of the year. Uh, just you you on the team, right? But <laughs> to be able to overcome all that. I got and still you, yeah. play well. Because yeah. I'm sure in college you had it, but like you said, it's a different level. Right. Paul yep. George. Absolutely. Making bad decisions. But I'm just saying. Married her. <laughs> Dwight <laughs> Howard. Kids. Dwight Howard. Went yeah, from, he's got like 18. Yeah. He went and from virgin when he hit the league to getting chilly and is pregnant. And, hey, and, I'm going to take you back female. to us. I'm going to take you back to Sean Kemp. <laughs> Absolutely, lost his mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I have Mobley as well, man. He reminds me of uh, Chris Bosh. I love how uh, Barnes and Cunningham plays. Um, you know, Storm. I know you said earlier that the big man is being phased out of the game. I don't think that that's the case. I think the old traditional big man that we grew up seeing. Is being phased out of the game, but the new big man has to handle the ball, has to shoot the rock, has to be positionless. Positionless. Look, I, I was saying that when I first started coaching youth in second grade, that pos positionless basketball, I didn't believe in positions because I didn't know if my son was going to be tall or not. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I always use the example. I hate to go back in the youth, but I'm going to throw this at you guys real quick. My oldest nephew was 5'9 in the fifth grade. 
They saw me, found out he was my nephew. They made him play center. My nephew just turned 30. He's five nine and a half. His career was over. His career was over. So I brought the kids up, everybody handling the ball, regardless of how big you are, this and that and the other. But that's what – because I saw that – they were ready to run me out of town. They thought I was the, the village idiot. But now, go, nine years later, big guys are handling the ball. You got Kevin Durant and the Greek freak. Like, what I look like telling a kid not to handle the ball? And that's right. what you're seeing now with Evan Mobley, Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes, K. Cunningham. Like, these guys wouldn't be putting it on the floor back in our day. So the game has evolved. Um, but I definitely got Mobley, man. I love his game, bro. He is tough, man. Then I get you it evolved. That's why I was happy um, last year when uh, the Joker got the MVP because he yep. does play. Uh, and I don't know if it's how you play. Though, how you play? But it is exactly how I play. Exactly so. how I play. <laughs> exactly how I play. So I definitely, so basically, uh, Storm, you were you were a pioneer. You know what I mean? I, I'm really not say but, that because but, but, but see, I didn't but, have the but, opportunity to show it to the masses. I got but, to show it in a very small. I mean, but it is, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many big when we play? How many bigs were shooting where you were shooting? Uh, there was some. I don't know a lot, but there like was some. like bigs, like Matt. Matt in college was not a big. You know what I'm saying? But if you come out there, and we play when we play no tournament. How many bigs were shooting out there? There weren't very many, and shooting at a, at a decent clip. Yeah, yeah. I had Storm my was ahead of his time. You definitely were ahead. Of, you you like Brad <laughs> Sellers, man? Remember Brad Sellers with the Bulls? He wanted to handle the ball and play on the wing back in the day. They ran Brad Sellers out of town, man. They like, oh, on that block. That's bad, bro. Not Brad Sellers. We could have gave you somebody else. <laughs> Brad Sellers, that's, that was his whole issue. He, if, if Brad Sellers was playing today, he'd be a lottery pick. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to put the ball on the floor and shoot jumpers. And that was like, that was crazy to them back then. You know what I'm saying? When you think about mm-hmm. it. You know, that was like crazy to them, but he was a very skilled big man, but they didn't, they weren't playing that back. You better sit on that block. And that wasn't who he was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move it on. Uh, six man. You got Tyler Hero, the Heat, Kevin Love, which is hilarious to me. How many Cleveland boys is in this list? Right. They you know, are juiced in. <laughs> uh, and you got Cam Johnson. You know, Cam Johnson's having a great year. Um, he finished the year last year looking pretty good. Uh, but I I would actually have to lead a Tyler Hero, especially I hooped out today. Right. And that's what I was about to say. We got the misfortune of literally just watching this dude. And it's like, yeah, how can he not be six man of the year? <laughs> yeah. How can that not happen? So but yeah, I, I'm definitely okay with healer uh hero. Uh I was thinking about this too uh today. Um, what if Hero went to another squad? Really what I was thinking about was uh, Duncan from Michigan. If he had went to a different team, would he still be as good as he is right now? Because I feel like culture matters. And if you get someone uh, coming in as a rookie, uh, playing with your team, what's up, E? Um, Playing with your squad, uh, the culture matters. So, I feel like Miami's an amazing culture, and these guys took advantage of it. So I'm definitely going with Hero. <laughs> he wanted to come say hi. <laughs> Real quick, just to, just to touch on Duncan, um, I think his rookie year coming in after that season, I think he established himself for what he is. But the shots that he was hitting today, bro, those weren't easy shots. 
Well, he went to Michigan, so he's, he's he was being trained for situations <laughs> like this. But I he mean, was but ready. He, he, he could he, he could ready. be you. He could be you anywhere. Coming off a screen, pulling how he was pulling. Like you can't relax on that dude, bro. Like he he spaces the floor, and then now you're running at him, and he's taking you off the drill. He couldn't go around he, my six year old, but because he can shoot. Not three kid, years ago, he couldn't. Right? <laughs> now everybody's running at him, standing up straight because you know he's he's just going. He just the way he can pull, man. Like it's it's amazing, bro. Like he could do that anywhere. But I definitely got Tyler Hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see this one. This one is going to be an interesting finish. Defensive player of the year. Right now, number one, you got Malik Bridges. Number two, you got two-time, three-time, four-time defending champ, uh, Rudy Gobert. Then you got Marcus Smart uh, coming in. This could be uh, the defensive player of the year to have the first guard since Gary Payton. Yes, and I'm – I'm back and forth. Let me tell you this first. Gobert is not in the picture. We're done with Gobert. He's got all the ones that I feel that he needs. And this is a big man talking to a big man. But you can't be – I'm sorry. You can't have uh, – he's done. Uh, let's see. Smart or Bridges? Uh, it's tough, man. It is tough. I guess I want to go with Bridges because of his size, but then I want to go to Smart because of his size. Because he just got heart, and that's what defense is all about is that heart and, and wanting it. You got to want defense. It's, it's not a lot of skill as far as other than angles and whatnot, but a lot of it is just heart and, you know, you wanting to do uh, wanting to do what it takes. So, oh, man. <laughs> and we just saw Marcus Smart play. That's why I'm like, oh, I want to go Marcus Smart, just because I just saw him play. <laughs> well, we're going to see Bridges <laughs> shortly. So, <laughs> uh, Who you got, Joe? Yeah, this is a tough one, man. I, I mean, I, I'm like Storm, man. I'm done with Gabert right now. I mean, and, you know, he's a, he's a rim protector, which I love. I love blocking shots. That's I, you know, and um, but man, um, Bridges can guard multiple positions on the floor, man, and uh, it's pretty good help defender. But I like Smart too, man. His toughness and the way he gets after it, and. Uh, I mean, Marcus Ooh, Smart, tough. that's why he got in the league was defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't because Marcus Marcus Spore out of Oklahoma State. He could he could play defense. He's yeah, developed like, the jump shot. It wasn't because of his relationship with the crowd either. Right. Oh, no. and, he, and he holds his teammate, he holds his teammates accountable as well to lock up yep. and play defense. You know, like which is huge. Which is huge as well. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with Bridges. <laughs> See, I, I like I like Bridges, man. I like the fact that you can guard the one uh, all the way up to the four, depending on who's playing it. Right. You know what I mean? That type of versatility is awesome in the league, especially when you have so many positionless, you know, players, or you can have a guy who's positionless on defense as well. Um, I would love to lean for him, but I kind of want to lean to Marcus Smart, you know what I mean? Because of the fact that, you know what I mean, you're the little guy and you're locking down little guys and then you go down and you switch to the bigs and make it very hard for you to be posted up on. It's not like you're going to switch on Marcus Smart and you just great dominate him down. He's going to push you. He's going to fight you. He's going to bite you. He's going to do whatever it takes. But the one thing I like about it is the difference between him and Patrick Beverly is Marcus Smart goes out there and plays hard. He doesn't go out there and play dirty. 
Right. So that's where I kind of give it to me. And then when you when you come in the league and everybody knows it's what you come into and you still effective at your thing, I you know, yeah, I kind of want to lean for that. And I don't ever lean for Marcus Smart in anything. So I'll probably just go for him with this one. <laughs> All right. So that takes us to the nitty gritty, you know what I mean? The MVP race. You know, and obviously none of these has been decided yet. So these are all up to, um, you know, still vote. These are how they finish by NBA.com in order. So you got defending uh, MVP, Nikolai Jokic, by the way, who will finish to have the first season of any player to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in one season. Just get that out the way. Then you got Joel Embiid, uh, first big to lead the league in scoring since Shaq. And then you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who just stormed in at the end of the season to put his name back in this MVP race. Man, this is the toughest choice for a lot of different reasons, right? Uh, like, and I'm going to tell you why, and then I'm going to tell you who I guess I'm going to go with. But I can go with Giannis because, for one, he's a defending champ MVP, uh, finals MVP. Um, and I felt like they were kind of – <laughs> just not talked about and they here they are and i feel like they definitely have a great chance of being in the eastern conference finals this year and they're Embiid, up right now yeah and then b he finally put the tacos down lost that weight and get who would have thought if he'd have lost weight he wouldn't have got hurt like who would have envisioned that those things alive with each other but we actually got to see him more this year than any other year I can remember. And wouldn't you know it, he is killing the game, like killing the game. This is what we wanted to see from him. And this award is just for one year. It's not for your career. Did you watch the game yesterday? Did you see the rebound dribble all the way up the floor and then the Euro step for the free throw line and one with the left? Yeah. How about he's been doing that all season though. That's not even the first time. That might be the first time in the playoffs, maybe, but it ain't the first time. He, yeah, and the dude started learning basketball at what, like, his junior 16 in high school. or something, eighteen. Like, come on, man, it's, it's he ridiculous. He was playing soccer with 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 coconuts and lions. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him in high school. He went to high school around here. I, I saw him uh, play against Wiggins. Actually, believe it or not, Wiggins they, their team. Yeah, but Wiggins was the Wiggins was the man. Like he was the the name on top yeah, of the marquee. In college and below, in, yes. in high school, yeah, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was the name on top of the marquee back then. But I, I mean, look, I was I was very surprised. Uh, Taco Fall was also in that same tournament. It was all four. It was four of those teams. And uh, but I, I got tell me something, Joe. I got Joel Embiid, man. He's he's my MVP this year, man. He's um. Uh, you know, like Storm said, man, he he got it together. You know, he he carried the team with Ben Simmons, you know, doing what he did and, and all of that stuff and, and leaving the team and not being there. And he held it down, man. So much respect. I got I got him beat. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Joker, though. Let me finish up. I'm going with the Joker. Uh, he has better numbers this year than he did last year. Uh, and he got the MVP last year. So, Yes, I was I was singing. I'm trying to sing all their praises, uh, but I'm going Not with bad. the Joker, uh, definitely because uh, his his game is very familiar to me. So I, I definitely and I love having big man's 
be it Joel or Joker, I'm happy. Uh, hey, Storm, if I cut out, you're going to have to finish without me because my battery is low. My charger is not charging my laptop. So if I cut out, you're going to have to go without me. All right. But go ahead. Uh, nah, I'm so going, Joker for me. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going Joker. I'm going Joker. Um, the reason why I love Joel Embiid, I've, I've been, I was with the process. You know what I'm saying? I was believing in the process, but I like it. But I'm going to go with Joker uh, because of the fact that he 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Those are, I mean, that's a big man. That's your center. Your point center, things run through him. Uh, defending MVP, better numbers than he did last year. Hey, man, I got to let him have it. You know, that's just me. Respect. All right. Uh, let's move along. That takes yeah, us now. into – you had picks, didn't you, Storm? Uh, no, that was the picks for those those categories. That's what I was okay. talking about earlier. All but right. Yeah. Is there anything? I mean, I guess we can. We'll get into these games next week a little more. I just want to highlight a couple things from the Minnesota Memphis game. I'm a little disappointed in Ja, uh, even though he did put up good numbers. I wanted him to do a little more. That was his opportunity. I always feel like your legend, your your, you know what people say about you is all in the playoffs. Regular season is cool, but you make your name in the playoffs. Uh, Towns, I was, I don't know. I'm back and forth with this guy, man. Uh, I feel like the playing game. He had a horrible attitude. He he got thrown off his game, uh, but he came back strong. Came back strong. You out, Dane? Joe, you with me? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, I feel like um, I'm. I'm just. He's too emotional. I almost feel like he's not mentally ready. He has all the tools physically to be great, but I'm not sure where he's at mentally. Um. You got anything on Minnesota, Memphis? Um. Men, what's what's the uh what's my man's name the the guard he's uh edwards edwards, edwards. yes boy, yeah. i love he's a beast him. yes yeah, he I just put him. in 30 he put in 36 and six assists <laughs> right and, and 30 the game before that you know so um i love his game man i mean i think uh you know he's 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 an x factor he's a he's a guy that can actually you know, from a scoring standpoint and some of the other intangibles that he can cancel jaw out. And, uh, you know, they can, they can take minutes, they can, uh, t- you know, take Memphis down. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, that matchup, man. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we got Golden State, Denver, uh, pool went off another Michigan alum uh, went off. I'm very happy to see that. Uh, after seeing that game, I just feel like they need Denver needs uh, Jamal Murray bad. Uh, yes, he do. hadn't been with him the whole year. I feel like people kind of forget what it was like uh, when he played in the bubble. Like mm-hmm. he was killing boys and he was leading that team. So uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I like the players on Golden State anyway. So um, that's what I got for Golden State Denver. You got anything yeah, to add but- that? Yeah, what like what did what did Murray hurt because he's he's been out? Yeah, for, yeah, it's been years. a minute. I want to say it was an ACL or something in his knee. Um, 
but it's been so long, right? And you don't even like I saw him on the bench. I was like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's been that long uh, <laughs> since he's played. Yeah, he was unreal in the bubble, but yeah, it's unfortunate. But with Golden State, <clears throat> if you're gonna get 30 from Pool, he's gonna play like that. <laughs> but it wasn't just Pool. I mean, I feel like Draymond is definitely the key to that team, finding oh, people yeah. in great scoring situations, Absolutely. and he does that better than uh, most. Uh, and he has a lot of people to, to pass to. It's not like he's passing to some scrubs. Right. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, um, Dray, a lot of what Draymond does doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much more. Like, he gets that hockey assist, too, the assist that leads to the assist that he creates a lot of times. That You know, that kind of stuff doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But, man, I mean, this this pool guy, like, the way he – I mean, I, I was surprised that he wasn't in the running for uh, – most improved as well because he's been he's he's played really well this year um but if he's if he's gonna give if you got that's that's to a whole another guy bro you got already got Steph right. and clay and and uh you know you talked about draymond and, and wiggins, wiggins. you got wiggins you got yeah. uh, eagle still there yeah. <laughs> so and he uh, give you 30. Gary, gary payton jr was yeah. putting in work earlier in the year like they yeah. got some some talent there I love yeah. I loved it when I saw Gary Payton sitting next to E Feezy uh at the game. I, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of firepower though, man. But I, I love watching Golden State play the way they space the floor and and you know the way they shoot it, man. It's always exciting to me, man. Good deal. So with that being said, the playoffs are great. Make sure you tune in. There's a game on right now, games on all through the week. Uh, we'd like to thank you here at BW Sports 1, the state of basketball. Uh, for my main man, Dame, on the wing, shooting jumpers, lefty. Um, want to thank you, our guest today, Joe, Coach Joe. You are always, always welcome here. Just give me a call and we'll get you right on. Anything no you want to say, anything you want to promote as far as recruiting, how can they get a hold of you if they got a player in the Florida area that they are looking uh, to uh, evolve their school, their uh, child's uh, skill set. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm, I'm easily found, man. You can find me on, um, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm even on TikTok. Uh, so, what are those name. handles? How? What are just, they looking for? Just Joe Phylon. You got, you got All coach. Right. It's either Coach Joe Phylon or Joe Phylon. I'm, I'm, I'm easily found. Um, I mean, I really don't have anything to promote. I'm just trying to, you know, do my part in, uh, you know, trying to make Tampa a basketball town. Like, you know, you guys from Indiana, we you know at, at Polk, we had a lot of guys from Michigan and Chicago, especially my freshman year. Midwest. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of Midwest. And, um, you know, and uh, I was thinking, I, you know, I was scared coming in. But then when I got out there, you know, I was like one of the top guys and I wasn't even all state here in, in Florida. So, uh, you know, I was like, man, the South got something to say. My, uh, <laughs> That's what Andre Dre said. That's voice. what Dre said. Yeah, my Andre 3000 voice, the South got something <laughs> to say. So uh, really, I'm just trying to make Tampa help do my part to make Tampa a basketball town, man, and try to help these kids, you know, best I can, you know, so. All right, good deal, man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. It was great catching up with you. Uh, once again, uh, this is BW1 Sports 1. The state of basketball. I'm your boy, Big Storm, the one, Coach Joe. Take it easy. All right, well, appreciate you.